0: Hey, this is Julia, and welcome to Aquarian Times. Uh, Today is November 8th, 2023, and this is episode 168. So, I thought today I would do a little tarot poll for us. I haven't done um, anything like that since I did a forecast for 2023 back at the beginning of the year, and... I can't believe we're basically back to that time of year again. You know, wow. Um it's we're really wrapping up this year. So, you know, we'll do another episode focusing on on that um you know, before the end of the year, but I thought, you know, just to mix it up today and bring in a different element um you know, then <sighs> informational or and mental-focused, even emotional-focused. We're talking spiritual-focused today, which is a big part of what I do. And uh, so let me just preface this with saying, again, it just really depends on your constitution, you know, your makeup, but, you know, at least in the West here, we're in a very, you know, mentally-focused culture. And we, it it can be easy to forget how important it is to, uh, drop outside of that, you know, structured, uh, way of being and to drop into different states of consciousness, like, you know, drawing and doodling and dancing and trancing and meditation and divination (laughs) and, uh, you know, lim- uh, cross-liminal communication. <laughs> uh, you know, there's lots of different activities that, that you know, uh, basically that we can draw upon to help us uh, enliven and embody this experience that aren't dependent on the mind and the linear approach. So, again, depending on your constitution, you may very well be practicing this, but sometimes a lot of us need a reminder, especially since we live in this very, um, linear kind of mentally driven world that, you know, sometimes the best thing we can do is again, just shut everything down and go into a creative space and do something fun and the whole thing, you know, like that. So, Today, I was just kind of actually kind of racking my mind for a topic. And I thought, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to pull some cards because I don't want to be in my mind right now. Okay, so I pulled what I did was usually I work with a 10 card spread. And it's called the Celtic Cross. And it has a whole sort of progression of 10 cards that lead to a well-rounded, um, you know, explanation of basically, a, you know, a snapshot of your situation in this moment, right? Um, it has your issue and it has all these things around it that can help you flesh out what is going on with you and what is a good way to move forward and basically giving you more pieces of the puzzle to understand. And but I, I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I've been doing um I've been doing tarot mini tarot readings at an open house event. Um and so because they're mini readings, they're just 15 minutes. I'll do a three card spread. So we'll pull three cards and basically I do a past, present, and future cards. And then we just, you know, talk about what comes up there. And today I just decided we're just going to do a three card spread just for the moment. See what's going on. Um, So that's what I did. And this is what turned up. First of all, the cards were all upright, which is not always the case when the cards are upside down. We call it a reversal. It does indicate a warble in the energy of the card. and um, it's not a necessarily a bad thing at all. It just means that there's some sort of energetic um, hold about, you know, that particular theme with that card. So today, all the cards were upright and you know i mean again like i said it's not a bad thing when it's a reversal but part of me just likes to see that right <laughs> we, we like to see oh things are upright you know and again it's it's definitely not bad if they're reversed but so that was the first thing and so i turned over the past card and the past in the past i have the queen of wands which is really a very interesting card when we have a court card which is a you know king uh knight queen prince princess um etc um we have you know basically a personification so we have actual humans on the card even if they are archetypal humans but as opposed to more symbols which is what we have on the major arcana and then the minor arcana, we have these personifications of these kings and these queens and these princes, these, these princesses. So it's it's different, again, than the, the major and minor arcana because this can oftentimes represent an actual person or it is more indicative of the more human qualities, right, um, that we possess. So... Here I have the Queen of Wands, and this is in the past position. So, the Queen of Wands—the story behind her, and on this particular, uh, you know, image on the deck, she has a pet jaguar. <laughs> so she's this radiant Queen of Wands. So she's got—it's red and gold. And she's holding a staff with a pine cone on it, which signifies the pineal gland, which is about wisdom and clarity and clairvoyance. And she has this pet jaguar. And the idea is that... um, Or it's a leopard. Excuse me. It's a leopard. So it's a, you know, uh, golden with black spots. That's a leopard. So... But the idea, the, the story, is that she comes from a background of being in the darkness and she did have at one point a jaguar so it was a black cat all black and so was she she was all dressed in black and as she went on her healing journey she became more and more radiant and what happened was she turned gold reddish gold and so did her pet right turned into this um leopard but what she did is she decided to pinch the um skin of the leopard to remain to have it remain with black spots instead of going completely gold to remind her of where she had been so she wants to remember her past she doesn't want to go off this is very um you know classic in our in our culture right where we have maybe the, the rags-to-riches story, right? Um, and oftentimes people will, if they go to from rags-to-riches, they will, um, you know, shun their past or they'll hide their past, any sign of it, right? And they'll just go on to become a debutante and, um, you know, running with a completely different crowd. But they, you know, won't reveal this part of their past that was more in the shadows and the darkness and the cool thing about the queen of wands is she wants to be integrated so she doesn't want to leave that behind she doesn't want to hide anything she wants it to be known that she has come she has evolved and that this also to show others that that walk is possible you know you can go from rags to riches and even you know not just and um, a money, as you know, sense, but also just energetically, you know, you can go from the dark to the light. And uh, she doesn't feel, she doesn't want to have any shame about that. She wants it to be known that that was her journey. So it's a beautiful role model, you know, for this path of awakening and, and of um, becoming more and more prosperous, right, that we can remain in contact with our roots and to remain grounded and to be kind to all people and not, uh, you know, pretend that, um, you know, that wasn't me. I've always been this, you know, uh, upper-class person or something. So that's what I pulled in the past uh, position here. So that's beautiful. So this is about a journey of integration, of wholeness, of honoring our roots, honoring our darkness and our pa- our passageways, and therefore making it permissible and not shameful for others to walk those paths wherever they are in their journey, right? We're all on this journey, and there's no shame, right? And where we happen to be, we are where we are, and that's ideally the way we can look at each other is without shaming, And with just the honoring of where everybody is on their path. So that's the Queen of Wands. That's in the past position. The present position. I pulled the hangman. Again, upright. So the hangman is all about breaking patterns. So it's about, it's this man and he's hanging upside down over a bed of snakes. Basically kind of nailed in this basically crucifixion position because he has become you know um he's surrendered in a sense he's become powerless to his own patterns like as he try and try as he may he has not been able to change himself right and he's agonized over it and he, you know it's just there's nothing it you know can't can't Make you know the the can't rush the stream, right? can't make the um, water move faster, right? Just have to honor the flow of our lives. And so he is in this hangman position, which is basically rendering him sort of powerless, in a sense to to make any changes, which actually puts him in a position of surrender so that, you know, he can let life take run its course, and take, you know, his hands off the wheel, stop efforting and trying so hard, and just surrender to his path. Because if there's anything, you know, that the, the tarot is about, it's about us being on a journey, it's about being on a path, that we ultimately don't have much control over right we're going through these rites of passage these initiations and they come in order and we just have to walk the road right just like this queen of wands had to be in the dark and just keep walking and eventually she came out of the dark so the hangman is about surrendering to the journey and just again not forcing and just allowing life to again take us on this journey, so in the in the future position, I drew the nine of cups, which is the happiness card. So the the nine is the hermit uh, suit. So the nine represents hermit energy, and the nine of cups is happiness. When the hermit can walk. The hermit is all about, of course, walking your own path, right? Going it alone. And the hermit does not, you know, um, reject others. It just wants authenticity and nothing less. So if that means being alone, that's what that means. And what happens is that all the things that the hermit had could depend upon to bring him happiness from the outer world, be it relationships, be it, you know, success, whatever, entertainment, whatever the things are that we look for outside of ourselves, he learns to create for himself from within. So it's a very, it's like a sh- it's like a shine that is created by letting the happiness come from the inside rather than being dependent on outside of us, which again is transient and out of our control so if we can let our happiness come from within it's really the only happiness we can count on and the only happiness that we can create right and therefore we have control over our own happiness and we can produce it at will instead of letting life bring its, you know relationships come and go circumstances change um every day all day so if we can learn to be happy uh in all situations then we're we've done something good so that's the past present future reading past is the queen of wands present is the hangman and future is the nine of cups so this is a very i was very pleased when i saw this reading it's um you know, a very logical sort of progression um, that's being made and the end goal is, or the result is the happiness, right? That uh, hard one from the work that this Queen of Wands has done, staying in her integrity and walking her path and also by letting go and letting life again uh, take its course, run its course, we can find happiness so, there it is. There's the reading for today, and again, like I said, I I don't always have that experience. Sometimes I turn over the cards, and they're wonky, and there's difficult stuff in there, and, you know, you just sit with it. It's just what is. You know, there's no denying it, but when you have a reading like this, it's just it's very positive, and it fe- it feels good. Like there was a brightness that came through, me when I saw the cards and I thought, this is great. I like to see this. (laughs) So, um, so there's the reading and to top it off, I'm going to add on some astrology (laughs) for you. We're not touching the ground this week. We're doing divination and astrology (laughs) and such. Um, so, what I wanted to talk about was you know there's always a lot of activity going on, and it's literally happening all day so if you know if you look at um an ephemeris which tells you all the transits happening, most people will pull out the the most pertinent you know loudest stuff and uh if you're looking at like um a weekly report, you know you'll see these things, but actually all day long, of course. The moon is trining and you know sextiling and opposing. It's just moving so fast. There's all these different changes happening during the day, and this is again what animates our world, right? Is all these different transits going on. So, um, so there are some more and positive, you know, minor things. Well, they're not minor, but they're. Uh, I'm not going to talk about them, but they've been happening, you know, this week. Um, they've been positive, actually why don't I just tell say the major things just uh starting with Monday um, and again, this may or may not make sense to you, but just gives you a little uh flavor for the week that we've been in. so on November sixth, Venus trying to Pluto, and Mercury trying Neptune. so as you can see, well, trines are positive aspects. Uh, I'm not going to go into super depth because it could be a whole long thing here, but I just want you to get a feeling for it. So trining is a positive aspect. Venus was trining Pluto. Mercury was trining Neptune on Monday. So I hope that was a good experience for you. I I actually had a positive, you know, experience that day and, uh, you know, we're also recovering from eclipse season, so that's still in effect. Wednesday, today, Venus enters Libra, so this is all like, you know, word, good things to know about, Venus enters Libra today, Um, Mercury is sextiling Pluto, so that's positive as well. Uh, On Thursday the 9th, uh, Mercury will enter Sagittarius. Now, what I wanted to talk about, just as a, you know, a heads up, (laughs) because not to just talk about the more harsher aspects, but I just wanted to give a heads up for this week. So if you have time to listen to this, hopefully before Friday, there's a couple transits coming up this weekend that are a little more challenging. And again, these happen every week. We're in and out of these. It's constant. So this isn't like an exception, except that Saturday may be a bit of an exception, <laughs> but I'll talk about that in a second. So November 10th, Friday, we have Mercury squaring Saturn and again when we have a square it's a challenging aspect and it's it's nice to know sometimes i always appreciate knowing like something difficult could happen today you know some difficult exchange and um you know mercury is a planet of communication saturn is really authority figures and so that's pretty clear right we could have a um a miscommunication or maybe be reprimanded or something happen with an authority figure on friday Um, so that's just, you know, that is good to know. Mercury is, uh, Mercury is still in, uh, Scorpio and Saturn is in Aquarius. Okay. Oh, sorry. Pisces. But, uh, Saturn just, yeah, Saturn is in Pisces. Please forgive me. So, um, and actually (laughs) was... That was a misspeak. Okay, since uh, Mercury is in Sagittarius as of the 9th, so scratch that. Mercury's in Sagittarius, squaring Saturn and Pisces. Okay, in early degrees, uh, like 0 to 1 degree of those signs. All right, and the major event that um, I will mention is November 11th on Saturday. Uh, Mars is going to be opposing Uranus. And this is, you know, notable and, um, a little bit of a red flag here. Um, as we all know, in October, when, uh, Mars squared Pluto, that's when the Israel, uh, war, the the war happened, the war began there. And, um, it's a very violent aspect, um, Mars squaring Pluto. And, Similarly, Mars opposing Uranus is another, you know, sort of violent energy because not only is it an opposition, which is always um, a confrontation or, a, you know, basically um, an opposition, we've got the planet Mars of war, once again, opposing Uranus, which is all about combustion, basically, like... Things uh, happening really fast, really quick, and um, also very surprising. So, you know, I I just want us to be aware, and I don't want to name anything particularly, but you know, of there could perhaps be an escalation in uh, the current conflict in the Middle East, um, as well as in our daily lives. So be you know, aware as we move into Saturday, that um, even if something doesn't directly affect you, the energy may be very tense, and um, it could happen to someone close or someone that you know. And so, again, I just think knowing these things is really about holding space for uh, this energy, which again is scheduled to move through. It's not a mistake. It's, it's, you know, we can't, we can't, you know, like stop the planets from doing what they're doing. Um, this is what they're doing and, um, you know, it's, that's why, again, we have very little control, um, just like the hangman, right? We just have to let go and let life do what it does because we can't control these things, right? Um, All right, so just good to know that on Saturday we have this Mars Uranus opposition. Just, you know, maybe even getting in a prayer space because, again, you know, there's things that we can't control, but we can create and curate spaces of peace and energetically, you know, do things to help uh, buffer or mitigate energies, right? So, that is my astro report. And then, of course, we have a new moon on Monday in Scorpio on the 13th, okay? So, that's the little, you know, wrap of this week. And uh, I hope that gives you a little, you know, navigational uh, information there. So, I hope you enjoyed the reading. I hope it was... um, you know, helpful for you, and the fact that it is positive, you know, is a good thing uh, coming up against some of this astrology. Again, we just have to focus on, um, you know, again, creating our own happiness from within, and uh, manufacturing that that happiness. We got to make it happen, Um, and that's all of our responsibility, and Again, in whatever state you're in, this is no pressure to be happy, for sure. It's just we're all, um, you know, here and responsible for our own, um, you know, experience, basically. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, you can join me over on Patreon. Um, If you would like a full reading, um, a tarot reading, you can get in touch about that. Um, if you like a nostalgia reading as well, um, please get in touch. I also do life coaching and yoga sessions and wellness sessions based in Ayurveda. So I do hope this was helpful for you and I'm wishing you, uh, the very best week. Okay. Thanks for listening.